0: Good morning everyone, and welcome to worship on Sunday the 8th of August with the folks of Paisley St George's. As we all know restrictions are easing but for the moment we propose to take things slowly as we're mindful of the different circumstances that people are in. As we reduce the distance between seating, which we hope to do from next week to one metre, an area will continue to be available for folks who wish to keep a distance. The idea is that the north transept will be kept at two metres distancing because some people feel safer and more comfortable with that and their circumstances may dictate that. We also continue to wear face coverings and I'd ask that we all do our best to ensure that they cover our nose and our mouths. It keeps all of us safe. I would like to take this opportunity to thank Jean for running our phone booking system. Jean, we are all grateful for this for it made it easier for us to return to church when numbers were so restricted. Thank you. And I think Jean deserves a round
1: of applause.
0: You've got your phone back now on a Thursday and Friday. (laughs) These are all the intimations. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Happy are those who take refuge in him. Oh, fear the Lord, you his holy ones. For those who fear him have no want. Come and listen. Seek peace and pursue it. Let's worship God in Him. 484. Great God, your love has called us here. Hymn 484. Let's come to God in prayer. Let's pray. Lord God, you have the bread of life for the hungry and living water for the thirsty. We come hungry and thirsty for your word with a desire to know your will and to love you with your unconditional love. Help us to be fed and to learn from you. Limitless God, thank you that we cannot contain you, that you are always unfathomable and always up to something. We worship and adore you. Just when we think we have worked it all out, you surprise us. Gracious God, we are truly blessed by you. Thank you that as we bow down humbly at your throne, We know that only you can satisfy our needs. Praise to you, Lord God. Gracious God, we are human and at times strong-willed and opinionated. When we make wrong assumptions about others and judge the way they live, forgive us, Lord, for limiting people and possibilities. When we don't allow others to speak out, and be the people you have called them to be. Forgive us, Lord, for limiting people and possibilities. When we cast judgments on particular communities or neighborhoods that are different from ours, forgive us, Lord, for limiting people and possibilities. Let us journey together towards wholeness and healing, knowing that only you, Our Lord can sustain us and set us free through the power of the cross the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ we are a forgiven people and we pray that through your grace and the bread of life we may be sustained and strengthened and hear us now as we pray in the words Jesus taught praying together our Father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name I wonder how well you know your Bible and its characters. So think about this. Who might I be describing? And there are a number of people to think about here. And as I thought about them, I thought, well, perhaps some of these descriptions could apply to a number of people. But never mind. This person was an adulterer and a murderer. I think there's a fair few of them in here. But we'll come back to that. This person worried about everything and was constantly on the go, always working. A lady. Martha. Person ran away from God. I'll give you another clue, the fish got him. Jonah. This person was a prostitute. Rahab amongst others a murderer and a stutterer the stutterer in a way gives it away Moses this one surprised me because I didn't know this this person was a drunkard Noah we'll talk more about that an old man who doubted we sometimes talk about him as father Abraham Samson was arrogant and immoral. In the New Testament, somebody who was afraid to own up, who denied Christ, Peter. This person was too young, Timothy. Last week we talked about this person. He was too small, Zacchaeus. And this person was dead and brought back to life, Lazarus. Now, what would your thoughts be if I described all of these people with the descriptions as heroes? They were all people whom God used. The first person I talked about, the adulterer and a murderer, was David. We know David as king, as a musician, but he was a man with many wives and concubines. He was the slayer of Goliath, and yet David was devoted to God and a faithful friend. Second person I described was Martha. Martha was the sister who seemed to do all of the work and who wanted everything to be just so. Martha was a close friend of Jesus. And then there was Jonah, the man swallowed by the big fish. He was swallowed by the big fish because he'd run away, because he didn't want to do as God instructed. However, Jonah did then go to Nineveh to preach, to do God's bidding. Rahab, well Rahab took in Joshua's spies and protected them. She gave them shelter. But some scholars hold that she's the mother of Boaz who married Ruth. And if this is the same Rahab, then Rahab is one of the few women. But she's a prostitute and she's listed in the genealogy of Jesus. We all know of Moses and all he did for God. And yet we too know if we think about it that Moses had killed God, well, God chose Moses as leader. He chose Moses as leader despite his stutter. And as we know, Moses led the Israelites out of Egypt. We all know from our time from when we were little the story of Noah and of his obedience to God when he built the ark. When I saw Noah described as a drunkard, I thought, really? And I had to go back and read again because when you think of Noah, you're so focused on the ark but he grew grapes, he made wine, and at least one occasion he overindulged. Abraham, sometimes known as the father of nations, Abraham laughed when God told him that he and Sarah would have a child in their old age. Abraham doubted God. Then with Samson, another child promised by God to a woman who'd been unable to have children. He was to begin the work of rescuing the Israelites from the Philistines, God blessed Samson with his strength, but Samson, well, he was arrogant. He knew his own strength, and he too made use of prostitutes. Turning to the New Testament, I'm sure we all remember Peter, Simon Peter, the rock on which Jesus said he would build his church, the man who denied Christ three times in the garden on the night before the crucifixion. And then there was Timothy. Timothy who journeyed with Paul to share the gospel but he was thought of as being too young and then Zacchaeus as we said was too small and before knowing Jesus he was too greedy as a tax collector but Jesus welcomed Zacchaeus and Zacchaeus returned the money and more and shared in that way shared God's love and blessings and the good news of Jesus And finally, we had Lazarus, Lazarus, Jesus' friend whom Jesus brought back to life. Throughout the Bible, God chooses and uses all sorts of people to work for him. And he still does that today. God chooses and uses all sorts of people to work for him, people who do wrong, people who disobey him. God can and does use each and every one of us with all our shortcomings and faults. So, something to think about. That God chooses us all. He can use us no matter who we are, what we've done. God uses us. And now the choir will lead us in our anthem. Thank you, choir and Alan. We turn now to our Bible readings, which Irene will read for us.
2: The first lesson this morning is from the Old Testament, from the first book of Kings, chapter 19, verses 4 to 8. Elijah on Mount Sinai. Elijah walked a whole day into the wilderness. He stopped and sat down in the shade of a tree and wished he would die. It's too much, Lord, he prayed. Take away my life. I might as well be dead. He lay down under the tree and fell asleep. Suddenly, an angel touched him and said, wake up and eat. He looked round and saw a loaf of bread and a jar of water near his head. He ate and drank and lay down again. The Lord's angel returned and woke him up a second time, saying, Get up and eat, or the journey will be too much for you. Elijah got up, ate and drank, and the food gave him enough strength to walk forty days to Sinai the holy mountain. Second reading is from the New Testament from the Gospel of John. John chapter 6 and it's verse 36 and then verses 41 to 51. John chapter 6 starting at verse 35. I am the bread of life, Jesus told them, he who comes to me will never be hungry. He who believes in me will never be thirsty. Then to verse 41. The people started grumbling about him because he said, I am the bread that came down from heaven. So they said, This man is Jesus, son of Joseph, isn't he? We know his father and mother. How then does he now say he came down from heaven? Jesus answered stop grumbling among yourselves no one can come to me unless the father who sent me draws him to me and I will raise him to life on the last day. The prophets wrote everyone will be taught by God anyone who hears the father and learns from him comes to me. This does not mean that anyone has seen the father He who is from God is the only one who has seen the Father. I'm telling you the truth. He who believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ate manna in the desert, but they died. But the bread that comes down from heaven is of such a kind that whoever eats it will not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. If anyone eats this bread, he will live forever. The bread that I will give him is my flesh, which I give so that the world may live. Amen, and thanks be to God for these readings.
0: Thank you, Irene. We continue in our worship in hymn 540. I heard the voice of Jesus say, hymn 540. Two weeks ago we heard of Jesus feeding the 5,000. Last week many of us sat around tables at the outreach center and shared food and conversation. Today we've heard of an entirely different kind of bread and it seems as if Jesus upset the Jewish leaders with his teachings. They cannot understand him and they refer to him saying Isn't he the son of Joseph? In other words, just who does he think he is? It seems as if they're unable to understand how a tradesman, a carpenter from a poor home, could be a special messenger for God, never mind the Messiah. They'd conveniently forgotten that their own history was full of unlikely people chosen and empowered by God to do God's work some of whom we thought about earlier. Their assumptions about the nature of the long-awaited Messiah prevented them from recognising him when he came. From the beginning of time, God chooses those who appear the least likely to do the job on their own, testing our faith in him and in ourselves. In our Old Testament reading this morning, we heard from Elijah we heard how Elijah, in his, dis- in his despair, had declared himself no better than my ancestors. Elijah continued a day's journey into the wilderness to stop under a solitary tree. And under that tree, he reaches a very low point. He asked that he might die. It is enough now. O oh Lord, take away my life. This is quite a turnaround for for that seemingly indomitable character. Elijah knows that it's not for him to take his own life, but he's reached his limit. If we were describing ourselves or someone else in a similar state, we'd probably use the word burnout. It's only after that point of acknowledging his exhaustion, his failure and his limits Is Elijah able to keep going? When out of his tiredness and hunger, God awoke him. God awoke him, fed him, and sent him off to do great things. Things well beyond the limits of what he could have achieved on his own strength. God offers the same to each of us. For in a relationship with Jesus, there should be no limits to what we can do together. God God offers us bread for the journey and yet like the people of Jesus day we are so often quick to limit ourselves and others we all live within our assumptions and the constraints of those assumptions quickly judging people and situations on very little evidence or experience sometimes we are really quick to judge people's value by where they come from or what they do So I'd like to ask you to take a moment or two to think about these questions and I will give you a little bit of time between each question because there's nothing worse than hearing one question and you're just formulating your idea and somebody moves on to the next question. And I'm not looking for answers. The answers are for you alone. Would you have recognized Jesus in his earthly ministry as being the Messiah, the bread of life? Would you? When? Do we recognize him today? Do we allow others to be God's messengers to us today? Do we see Jesus in the lives of his unlikely disciples? And is he recognizable in ourselves? Difficult questions. Difficult questions to ponder about Jesus and about our perceptions and our recognition of Jesus. Our recognition of Jesus as the bread of life. When Jesus spoke in this morning's gospel, he referred his listeners back to the manna, to the manna that God had provided from heaven on a daily basis to feed their physical needs. And the bread that Jesus offers now is to be enough for each day. It's to be enough for each day, but it is also part of, of the long-term diet plan, if you like, the long-term diet plan that feeds us and builds us up and sustains us. It sustains us for the journey towards and into eternal life. It sustains us for our everyday journey here on earth. Finally, I'd like to just share with you a little quote from the Street Bible. The Street Bible expresses Jesus' offer like this. Take a slice of me and you won't need any other food. Plumb your life into me and you won't need anything else to drink. Take a slice of me and you won't need any other food. Plumb your life into me and you won't need anything else to drink. Yes, we all know bread sustains life. Life in this sense is about so much more than our physical existence. Real life, life with Jesus is a new relationship with God, a relationship of trust, obedience, and love. It's a relationship that is made possible only by Jesus Christ. Without him, there is no life, only existence. So let us reach out and accept that Christ is the bread of life, that Christ provides us with nourishment, The nourishment that we need to live life to the full. The nourishment that we need to enable us to share its goodness with others. For when we come to Jesus, we will never be hungry. And we will never be thirsty. Amen. And to God be all glory and praise now and forever. We turn to God now in hymn 393. And the hymn is entitled, We Turn to God, Hymn 393. Our prayers this morning will be led by Irene.
2: Let's pray. Lord, can this really be? Is this your church, the people that I see, who gather here and worship you with me? And must I love them all? Shoulder their loads, and answer when they call. Forgive their faults, and raise them when they fall. Are these the eye, ear, hand, your body, Lord? Bound firmly in one band, and learning to obey your great command. Is this the very place, the school of love, where we would see your face? And through your spirit, gain enabling grace. Lord, could this really be? Lord, let it really be. We must be patient. You keep us waiting. You, the God of all time, want us to wait for the right time in which to discover who we are, where we must go, who will be with us, and what we must do. So thank you for the waiting time. You keep us looking, you, the God of all space, want us to look in all the right and wrong places for signs of hope, for people who are hopeless, for visions of a better world which will appear among the disappointments of the world we know. So thank you for the looking time. You keep us loving. You, the God whose name is love, want us to be like you. To love the loveless and the unlovely and the unlovable. To love without jealousy or design or threat. And most difficult of all, to love ourselves. So thank you for the loving time and in all this you keep us through hard questions with no easy answers through failing where we hoped to succeed and making an impact when we felt we were useless through the patience and the dreams and the love of others and through Jesus Christ and his spirit you keep us so thank you for the keeping time, for now and forever. Lord, make us true servants of all those in need, filled with compassion in thought, word and deed, loving our neighbor, whatever the cost, feeding the hungry and finding the lost. Lord, make us healers of body and mind. Give us your power to bring sight to the blind love to the loveless, and gladness for pain, filling all hearts with the joy of your name. Please accept and bless our offerings, the talents of our hands, the music of our voices, the making of this place beautiful, the lessons from our minister, and our money, however we give it. And then perhaps the true church will become when all the world will see us live as one and know your Jesus as the Father's Son. Lord, could this really be? Lord, let it really be. Amen.
0: We close our service of worship with hymn 167 and its ending to the first verse Bread of heaven, feed me till my want is over. Hymn number 167 Guide me, O thou great Jehovah. And now let us go from here nourished with the bread of life to love and to serve our Lord and the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit rest and remain with each one of you and all those whom you love this day and forevermore.
1: Amen.